The following is a Mission Studios podcast. This is the missionary position, and we are... Off-color. Politically incorrect. Abrasive. Offensive. Insensitive. Obnoxious. And sometimes stuck in the fuck you mode. It's Monday. It's March 26th. And I spent the last week drinking more than a little, but less than enough. I'm AC, and conspicuously missing from this week's intro is Jason. On this week's episode, we read a Fox News article. No, really. We learn that the small, weak kid is a bully. We fail miserably at controlling our outrage, but we still manage to have a few laughs. So lube up, turn off the lights, lay down, and get ready for the news that I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. This is episode 9. Okay, so I was reading an infuriating article today on foxnews.com for Mm -hmm. some fucking stupid reason. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, Fox News, they're world-renowned for being a quality source of factual... Fake news. news. Jesus. Alternative facts. Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, okay. Or or alternative fucks. They're all alternative something yep. they're obviously their 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 grasp on reality is loose at best yes well and, when you own everything you can have that kind of a flimsy look yeah fair enough well anyways i'm gonna start this segment off by saying fox news go fuck yourselves <laughs> <laughs> now that we got the preliminary f-bomb out of the way there we go. thank you very fucking much hello mom <laughs> <laughs> They, they started off, like, right off the bat being shitty, I think. And I I was, I just had to catch myself. I was, I was about to say they started off being offensive, but then I realized that the offense wasn't theirs to give. It was mine to take, so I checked myself before I wrecked myself. <laughs> <laughs> and yet still sat on the dildo. All right. That wasn't a dildo. Some dick forgot the fucking plunger in the toilet bowl, and I sat down in the dark. Sorry, I'll move it next time. <laughs> <laughs> out of the bowl or in and out? In and out. <laughs> it's well, is it, that's why they got that suction cup on one end. So you can sort of stick it to the tile wall and then just back up into it. Or the floor. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's outside of the box thinking. I like it. Um, or inside the box, I guess. Depending. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> Foxnews.com. Foxnews.com. Speaking of plungers in the ass. There you go. Um, <laughs> the title is... Today's atheists are bullies, and they are doing their best to intimidate the rest of us into silence. An opinion piece by Anthony DeStefano, douchebag. Hmm. How do you know he's a douchebag? Well, he wrote this fucking article. Hmm. He's either a douchebag or a fucking retard. Or maybe both. Well, it's, it's his opinion, so... He has his opinions, our opinions, he's a douchebag, so... Okay, we're good. No. The objective fact is that he's a douchebag. (laughs) Anyways. There's no polite way to say it. Atheists today are the most arrogant, ignorant, and dangerous people on Earth. And half of us don't believe in carrying guns. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Jesus carried an AR-15. It's a proven biblical fact. Anyways, 
Oh, Jesus. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through the fucking typos of this thing alone. Right. Anyways, I'm just going to read it in the English that I'm okay, assuming... I have to ask you one question now. Okay. The first sentence is, we've all seen those pompous prigs get offended by the slightest bit of jealousy. Did he, did he mean prigs or do you think pricks? That, that, that was the or first pigs. typo that was really... Yeah, pigs. We're pigs now? We're pompous pigs because we don't believe in God. All right. Which God? Any God. Okay. All right. So do you want to read through the article and then we'll go back and tear it to shreds or do you want to take this Um, on a paragraph by paragraph basis? Yeah, let's do paragraph by paragraph. Then we can both read and share our opinions. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. We've all seen those pompous prigs get offended by the slightest bit of religious imagery in public and mortified if even a whisper of Merry Christmas escapes the lips of some well-meaning but naive department store clerk during the holiday season. I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on every single point he's attempted to make there. Mm -hmm. Because I'm offended by the slightest bit of religious imagery on public land that is erected using public funds because here in the United States um, that is specifically disallowed by the Constitution. There is a separation of church and state, and I think it is these religious um, images on public lands, government property essentially, Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be property that is owned by the people, representative of all the people, not just those who are religious. And so I think that I would be well justified in being, I don't want to say offended, but I mean... Having taking exception to religious imagery on these la- uh, the, these uh, lands or uh, institutions, mm. I don't give a shit who the fuck says Merry Christmas. You say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. Go fuck yourself. It's all the same to me. Right. And they they, they said like the uh, mortified of even the whisper of a quote Merry Christmas escapes the lips of some well-meaning but naive department store clerk during the quote, holiday season. Mm-hmm. Like, why did they put yeah. holiday season in quotes? Like, well, it, it is the fucking holiday notice season. Notice they're fighting for the right to proclaim Christianity, but they're saying holiday season, not Christmas season. Well, what's annoying me is, like, I, I feel like this guy is intentionally trying to be shitty by putting holiday season in quotes. Mm-hmm. Because whether or not you are a religious person, whether or not you celebrate Christmas, the fact is it is the holiday season for a good number of people. And I've never heard of anybody like, and I've got a lot of atheist friends, especially on, on social media. Nobody really seems to give a fuck about this whole happy holidays versus Merry Christmas bullshit in public mm-hmm. except for the Christians that are using this as a straw man argument. Right. Well, here, here here's his examples the second half of this. To cite a few recent examples, last December, the group American Atheists launched its annual billboard campaign with the slogan, Stay Away from Church. It's all fake news. In February, the American Humanist Association became furious when President Trump had the gall to mention Christianity and Jesus without also mentioning atheists at the National Prayer Breakfast. How dare he? And just this month, the Freedom From Religion Foundation raised holy hell because the Reverend Billy Graham was laid out in state in the Capitol Rotunda before his burial. Yeah. So what's the problem with any of that? 
the billboard campaign, just skip church, it's all fake news. Well, big fucking deal. You you mean to tell me that saying church is fake news is somehow offensive, whereas telling atheists they're going to hell is not offensive? This seems to me, this isn't the case of atheists being bullies. This is a case of atheists pushing back against the bullies. What what I'm getting from this is it's a bigger deal to them than it is to us. They're making a bigger problem with this than it actually needs to be. People are entitled to their opinion. Sure. If I choose to pay for a billboard that says, go to church, learn the truth, nobody's going to bitch. So why would somebody bitch if I shows a different opinion. Just because the opinion is different gives them the right to bitch. Because they want to control the conversation is really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. We've had their propaganda shoved up our asses for centuries. And if you go back far enough, quite literally, their garbage was shoved up our asses. They were torturing and fucking killing us for not believing in their fucking nonsense. Right. We've now gotten to the point where we can say, no, we disagree. Um, These examples that they've listed are idiotic. I mean, we talked about the the billboard, Mm -hmm. the American Humanist Association getting upset because Trump mentioned Christianity and Jesus Christ. Um, Yes, I understand it was a national prayer breakfast, but the American Humanist Association had an issue with the fact that there is a national prayer breakfast because that is the promotion of one religion above... um, Every religion or non-religion out there. Correct. And that is specifically forbidden according to U.S. law. So if the president, if any member of the government, for that matter, chooses to create or attend an event which promotes Christianity, this isn't about not mentioning the atheists. This is about the fact that this religious exercise is specifically forbidden and illegal, and they're doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. That is the issue. This isn't about me too. This is about don't fucking break the goddamn law. You're the goddamn president. And yeah, it takes a lot of gall to get involved with a, a, a fucking religious exercise as a um, official function of the office of the presidency. Fuck you. Billy Graham being laid out in state in the Capitol Rotunda before his burial. Why the fuck is a religious figure, a bigot, a piece of shit, a fucking like peddler of woo and wizardry and fucking magic public funds are being used to display his deceased carcass on public lands why the problem is that this again it's the promotion of a of one religion above all the others or above non-religion i mean like i i I have a problem with the fact that this essentially like a private citizen is being laid out in state that the taxpayers dollars are being used to display this person and what has he ever accomplished he was a really popular um figure figure in christian circles he specifically was a high profile preacher what the fuck did he accomplish that deserved public recognition and the misappropriation of public funds you're damn right the freedom from religious uh, Freedom from Religion Foundation took exceptions to this. Mm-hmm. It was a shitty fucking move. Having been loud, nasty, unapologetic in your face, um, I feel like this guy's next line actually was the first thing that I somewhat agree with. He says, yes, these atheists are loud, nasty, unapologetic, and in your face. We're loud because we need to be. We are statistically in the minority. Mm-hmm. 
we do have a voice. Right. If we come across as nasty, it's because we've been dealing with this fucking ridiculousness for well, too long. We're we've, giving what we're getting. We've drawn our line in the sand. We don't have to be like, you know, you think back to, to grade school, okay? You got some fucking big kid who's like 33 years old in the fourth grade kicking the shit out of you when you're in kindergarten. Do you get this guy to stop picking on you by being, you know, friendly and cordial and, you know, politically correct and nice and cushy and let's talk about our feelings? No. You deal with this fucker by knocking him out, punch him in the nuts, cheap shot him if you have to. You got to get nasty or they don't take you seriously. We are unapologetic because we got nothing to fucking apologize for. We're standing up for our voice just as the Christians feel like they're standing up for, for their voice. At worst, we are on a par with them, though I don't see it that way. But that's the absolute worst you could accuse us of is being just as loud as they are. Mm-hmm. In your face, do we go knocking door to door preaching atheism? Do we hand out fucking atheist flyers at the bus stop? Do we tell people, you know, like fucking like I don't know all the fucking stupid shit that that, that the church organizations do? Do we do these things? No. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> hmm. See, I had I had a totally different outlay than that, you know. It says, yes, these atheists are loud. And you know what? I don't think they are loud. I don't think they're that in-your-face. They're in-your... They seem, and I'm putting quote-unquote here, they seem in-your-face because the Christians like this guy who are writing these kinds of statements are forcing us to defend our position. They're backing us into a corner. It's not like we want to be out there. We're saying, hey, you know what? Like, stay away from the church. It's all fake news. Somebody put that on a billboard, and that's their opinion. Now it's being made to be loud because somebody is finding something wrong with somebody else's opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just somebody's opinion. Seriously? Why is it such a big deal? Why do you have to write an article about it? If you don't agree, fine. Don't agree. Let it be. Don't make it be a big noise. You're forcing the issue. They're forcing us to be loud because they're taking it out of context and trying to turn it into something that isn't. So now, and naturally, we have to defend ourselves. Nasty? Yeah, of course we're getting nasty. Because the second we say something about Christianity, oh, you got to be open-minded. You have to look at it this way. But when the roles are reversed, no, no, I, but, but God is real. I don't have to look at it any other way. That's sacrilegious. So yeah, we kind of have to get nasty in order for anybody to listen. Everybody else is making such a big deal out of it. Unapologetic? What do we have to apologize for? We're putting our opinion out there. You're making a big deal out of it. You're forcing us to be loud. What do we have to apologize for? If this article was never written, there would be no reason for us to get loud and out there about it. None at all. Well, this guy started off by slinging mud and hurling insults. How do you respond to those things? Right. You, You do the same back. You're forcing the issue. It's not because atheists are loud and in your face. There are some that are. There are some that are not. Well, that that's another part of it, too. I don't like the sweeping generalization. Right. I know a lot of atheists who are very meek, humble people who would never get into a confrontation with a religious person because it's not worth their time. They see right. the Christians as living their lives while, you know, the, the atheists are living their own. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm pretty outspoken and, and pretty big on that kind of stuff. But when it comes to Christians, you know what? 
for me, it's not worth it. I'm not going to let them get my goat. There are certain battles that I will fight, but when it comes to Christians, I'm one of the ones you just described. They're not worth my time. They have their beliefs, I have mine, and that's fine. Well, there, there, there's one thing that the Bible says that I, I wholeheartedly agree with, hmm. and I can't remember where the passage is, but it essentially says you can't reason with a fool. And I think as far as dealing with Christians goes, you can't reason with those fools. How do you reason? How do you have a, an adult conversation where everybody involved is open-minded and you're trying to be reasonable and calm and keep things, you know, on an intellectual level and avoid hurling the insults when one half of the conversation is coming from the perspective that magic is real? You know what I mean? It, it, it's, yeah. I, I don't know how to have a grown-up conversation with somebody who believes in a fucking sky fairy controlling everything, especially when this same douche nozzle that is claiming magic is real wholeheartedly believes that I deserve to fry in hell for all eternity simply for not being convinced that a nonsensical, idiotic fairy tale is actually reasonable. Okay, so the article continues to say... Um, but while their or arrogance is annoying, it's nothing compared to their ignorance. Atheists believe that the vast majority of human beings from all periods of time and all places on Earth have been wrong about the thing most important to them. They basically dismiss this vast majority as being either moronic or profoundly naive. What they don't seem to know or won't admit is that the greatest contributions to civilizations have been made not by atheists, but by believers. So many problems with this paragraph. Well, yeah, continue on, though. Well, I, I don't want to get too far into this without addressing what he said so far. Okay, if you find our arrogance, if that's how you see it, annoying, I don't really fucking care. That's irrelevant. Uh... Our arrogance is nothing compared to our ignorance. Again, these sweeping generalizations are ridiculous. There are very... Um, there, there, there's a lot of different types of atheists. Mm -hmm. There are obviously like just pompous, ignoramus asswads who mm -hmm. happen to be atheists. And there are some fucking brilliant people who are atheists, just like you would find in the Christian camp. There are some very, very bright Christians, and there are some fucking absolute idiots. Right. Almost as though both groups are made up of people. You can't claim too much about the beliefs of, of atheists. This guy, he's putting words in the mouths of an entire group, and really the only thing that unites atheists is a shared lack of belief in a deity. Beyond that, we could believe any number of things, but there is no central dog doctrine to atheism. Mm -hmm. Right. There is no atheist holy book. There's none of that. There's there's no core value that unites us, necessarily. The only thing we share is that we don't believe in a god. Right. So, again, talking about how we dismiss the vast majority as though being in the majority somehow validates your position. I don't see that as being a valid point. That is a basic logical fallacy called the argument from popularity, which basically says if an idea is popular, it must be true. Mm -hmm. And there are so many examples throughout history that demonstrate that this is absolutely not the case. Right. In, in fact, I think one of my favorite quotes, and I can't remember who said it, was that in the history of mankind, the majority has never been right, not even once. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, I'm 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 also having a hard time with this. Like atheists believe that the vast majority of human beings from all periods of time and all places on earth have been wrong about the most important to them. What's most important to us? Well, my question is why? Why does it matter? If he is so rock solid in his Christian core beliefs that there's a God who will save him from fire and damnation, why does he give a shit what atheists believe anyways? You think he'd just be happy that he's on the winning team and going to heaven? Well, I'm leaving God, so I'm winning, so you know what whatever he thinks is going he's gonna to go to hell, so that's his belief. So from his perspective he's a sore winner, is what you're saying. Exactly. Well fuck him. There's no reason for that. And the greatest contributions to civilization have been made by not by atheists, but by believers. Well, believers is a pretty broad term. Because everybody believes in something. Well I, I know I, he's a Christian and he's trying to turn it to to, to people who are of Christ. Well, if I, if I can offer a bit of perspective on this, these great contributions to civilization that he's talking about, the people that made these contributions, if you want to go back, certainly for the majority of history, identifying yourself as an atheist would have been suicidal. Mm-hmm. So it comes as no surprise to me that many of these great contributions and accomplishments would be made by people claiming to be Christian because... You're put to death if you don't. Exactly. And I'm not saying that like people that believe in nonsense couldn't make brilliant contributions in other areas mm-hmm. because I think there are many extremely talented, capable, and brilliant people that make wonderful contributions every single day who happen to believe in woo. Right. But the belief in the woo is not what motivates these contributions. The intellect, the hard work of the individual mm-hmm. is what motivates these things. Right. And that is something completely separate from religion or atheism or anything else. This is a product of humanity. Yep. Okay. Um, he continues to say, Too many Christian authors have tried to be kind and amiable in an effort to demonstrate that believers don't have to sink into the mud in order to defend the faith. That tactic is very charitable, but unfortunately, it just doesn't work with bullies. Okay, so what this guy is basically saying is that the Christians shouldn't be trying to play nice with us because ultimately we're bullies and playing nice doesn't work, which I think is a little hypocritical considering how the Christians typically bully us, whether it be with threats of hell or again, if we want to delve into history as this guy seems so comfortable doing, there's so many examples of the church torturing and killing and just being generally shitty to people that don't share their, 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 their core beliefs. Mm-hmm. If, we were turning around and treating them the way they have historically treated us. We'd be up for crimes against humanity. We might be justified on some level. We don't do it, though. Mm-hmm. We're not the bullies. We've been treated like shit. We've been marginalized. We've been dismissed. We've been insulted, including through this very article that we're going through right now. And us responding to this openly and honestly of course we're going to be a little hostile because that is the level on which he is approaching us right 
you want to kick me in the shins, expect me to scream ouch and kick you back. At least kick you back. Right. Um, the, the fact is that you're the, the author of this opinion piece, he's coming from a position ultimately of weakness. And the reason I am comfortable in making that assumption is that he, he starts off by hurling insult. Mm-hmm. Hurling insults is not the... A form of strength. No, it's not. Okay, so he goes on attempting to make some sense here. Aristotle, Francis Bacon, Leonardo da Vinci, and Isaac Newton all believed in God. Nobel Prize winner Wilhelm Röntgen, the discoverer of X-rays, Antoine Lavoisier, the father of modern chemistry, William Keane, the pioneer of brain surgery, rocket scientist Werner von Braun, and Ernest Walton, the first person to artificially split the atom, all believed in God. All claimed to believe in God. Because they're all in fear of punishment if they don't. And again, whether or not any of these people believed in a God or not, I don't like this idea of like saying believed in God, capital G. God is not a name. God is like a descriptor. Uh-huh. If you want to talk about your God, at least have the decency to use its fucking real name. Yahweh. Okay? How fucking hard is that? Okay? God could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So if you want to talk about the Christian God, let's call the fucking thing by name Yahweh. It's fucking irrelevant to me what these people's religious affiliations were or were not. It doesn't prove a case for Christianity. It doesn't prove a case against atheism. Again, these things are all separate from the faith. So bringing it into the conversation, what have you demonstrated other than that you're a fucking douche that can't fucking reason his way out of a wet paper bag? Um, well... I did want to add a, a couple different things on the, on the um, positions held, belief systems, so on and so forth. William Wehell, the person who coined the term science, scientists, in the first place, made a very clear distinction between science and religion. That they were separate. They were not the same thing, and they were not to be taken in the same realm because one deals in fact, one deals in faith. Okay. That was a very deliberate distinction made there. And his statement goes, And speaking of pioneers of science, who do you think coined the term scientist in the first place? William Wehell, an Anglican priest and theologian. He also came up with the word physicist, cathode, anode, and many other commonly used scientific terms. Essentially, the very language used by scientists today comes from the brain of a believer. Which, was he a believer or was he still falling under that umbrella? Well, I have to believe or I'll die. Who knows? But he made a very deliberate distinction between the two. Science is a representation of known fact. It is separate from religion because religion has to take certain beliefs in faith. Science takes nothing in faith, and that was a very clear distinction made. That's, yeah, actually, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, at its core, what, what is science? Science is observation, testing, documentation, cross-referencing, mm-hmm. repetition all to expose what can be expose the facts that can be demonstrated mm-hmm. tested Proven. repeated right religion follows basically none of those as you've stated right so the fact that a believer felt the need to coin the term scientist i think if it tells us anything it's that he saw the value in um distancing his intellect from his faith right 
He wasn't trying to validate it with faith. No. Or he would have not bothered coining a separate term. So, mm -hmm. fuck you. Okay, so the article continues. Even the Big Bang Theory itself, which atheists mistakenly think bolsters their arguments against the Christian God, was proposed by George Lemaitre. I can't read these fucking names. Lemaitre, yeah. George Lemaitre, a Belgian astronomer and Roman Catholic priest, and the father of genetics, which provides the basis for the whole theory of evolution, was Gregor Mendel, an Augustinian monk. Yes, the new atheists have an ignorance of history bordering on madness. Okay, I don't understand how the Big Bang Theory mistakenly bolsters my arguments against the Christian God. So far as the Christian storybook says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Big Bang Theory does nothing at all to support that story. So I don't need to have an argument against God. There is no argument for God. Right. And the Big Bang Theory, well, it's not doing anything to bolster the Christian argument. Right. It doesn't do, in my opinion, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't take away or give to. It's just a situation that happened. It's an example of how science erodes mm -hmm. the fiction found in the holy books. Faith and fact, they're corrosive to each other. You know, the new atheists have an ignorance of history bordering on madness. You know what? Some atheists have an ignorance of all things. Some mm -hmm. of them are batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. Not all of us. Some Christians are as, literate, as illiterate as fuck. It's true. I mean, I, I, have, I, a, have, I, I have a lot of interactions with religious folk. Mm -hmm. And a fairly common theme through all of my interactions seems to be that they have an ignorance not just of history but even of their own holy book um, I'm not saying that's the case with all Christians I wouldn't make a sweeping generalization like that because it would be unfair right there are Christians who have logic and there are Christians who do not have logic that's just the way things are <laughs> I used to be a Christian I was a Christian for the, the better part of my life mm -hmm. I didn't gain any IQ points when I deconverted right but I look at things a little bit more logically now because I don't have faith getting and in the way of that. A lot more open-mindedly as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, so he goes on to question, are we really dangerous too? Or okay. are, are, are they really dangerous too? Atheists. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even read this. This is pissing me off. Anybody can be dangerous. It doesn't matter what kind of title banner you're putting over your head. Anybody can be dangerous. It depends what they're fighting for. Why... Are, why is there a segregation to atheists about being dangerous? There are Christians that are dangerous. Charles Manson was a Christian. There's a lot of shitty Christians. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of shitty atheists. Okay, so, but are they really dangerous too? You bet they are. The truth is, the atheist position is incapable of supporting any coherent system of, uh, system of morality other than ruthless social Darwinism. That's why it has caused more deaths, murders, and bloodshed than any, any other belief system in the history of the world. Okay, hold on. Atheism is a belief system? Well, it is not, of course. It's the absence of belief. A absence of, of belief in a god. Yeah, in a superhero. A fairy. 
So you can't tell us what the atheist position is. You don't even know what the fuck it is. Do you want to know how you find out what the atheist position is? Ask an atheist. Mm-hmm. Ask a hundred atheists. You may get a hundred different positions. Oh, you absolutely will. Because that's how atheism works. There is no position that unites us, save for the question of the existence of a god. Period. Incapable of a coherent system of morality other than ruthless social Darwinism. Don't be a fucking idiot. I mean, come on. We talked about this in, um, I can't remember if it was episode 5 or episode 6, when we were going through that uh, list of questions from Cornerstone Church. Mm-hmm. And one of them had touched on, uh, ultimately, whether uh, morality was objective or subjective. Right. Christians, of course, they subscribe to this objective system of morality, which, by its nature, granted, is more coherent Mm-hmm. It's so simple. Everything is a black issue or a white issue. Whereas what we see, I, I think, in the real world here, is that morality tends to live more in the grace. And most of the atheists, I think, that you'll come across will happily embrace the grace. I do know several atheists that um, do see morality as being objective, though they don't believe that it was handed down by a god but that certain things are right and other things are wrong Mm -hmm. i don't personally see things that way i may be right i may be wrong i don't know all i can speak for is my own opinion well that's also how you're raised and social influence and and, and that's the thing i I think ultimately morality is a product of social evolution we covered this in episodes five six i'm not going to like belabor the point Mm -hmm. um you can hear all of our thoughts on 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 that um i i don't think it's fair to then he goes into this non sequitur. I mean, first he makes a an, an unsubstantiated claim, then the non sequitur saying that it was that that's why it has caused more deaths, murder, and bloodshed than any other belief system in the history of the world. So having a system of morality that isn't coherent enough by your standards is necessarily the reason that it, or necessarily leads to death, murder, etc. First of all, these are two unsubstantiated claims. Second of all, the one claim doesn't even really lead into the next. Mm-hmm. Okay, He does sort of try to tighten up his point here a little bit by saying atheists, of course, are always claiming hysterically that, again, another in- insulting, dismissive description of how we're communicating. Atheists are always claiming hysterically that Christianity has been responsible for most of the world's wars, but that's just another example of atheistic ignorance. The main reasons for war have always been economic gain, territorial gain, civil and and revolutionary conflicts. According to Philip Axelrod's monumental Encyclopedia of Wars, only 6.98% of all wars from 8000 BC to present were religious in nature. If you subtract Islamic wars from the equation, only 3.2% of wars were due to specifically Christian causes. That means that over 96% of all the wars on this planet were due to worldly reasons. Oh my god, where do we start with this? Well, first of all, nobody ever claimed that all the wars were caused by Christianity. They say most of the world's bloodshed was caused by the name of God. In the name of God. Have you heard of the Crusades? There's the start of it. Well, not the start of it, but a good portion of it. Here, Here's the problem with religious affiliation across the board. And I'm not going to specifically pick on Christians. 
I, I think that when we identify with religious labels, and I think there is an element of this that can happen when you identify as an atheist as well. This is one trait that we do all share, is that when we adopt a, a specific label and we stand behind it, we do promote separatism on a certain social level. Right. Okay. 120% agree. Now, when we get into these separatist philosophies, um, anything that causes divisions between different segments of of the population, whether it be on a small scale or a global scale, it does promote an environment of us versus them. When you get into an us versus them atmosphere, I believe that conflict typically will arise from that sort of uh, situation. Right. Not every time, but much of the time. All these examples that this guy's given for like what have been the causes of the, the, the world's wars, these things are not limited to religion. Right. Religion is not excluded from these things either. Ultimately, it all comes down to power plays. Mm-hmm. That's why wars happen. At the end of it, it's it's all about a power play on some level, whether it be monetary, whether it be territorial, whether it be about putting one race of people above another race. Beliefs, equality, on and on. Yeah. Take your pick, but at, at its core, it is a power play. Right. The church, the or the now, now when I say the church, I mean like the the uh, organized governmental structure of the church. Mm-hmm. whether it be the Catholic Church, the Protestant Church, the Muslim Church, the any of the big-ass religion church, right. these are organizations that exist to exert and control and maintain and acquire power, right. whether it be over the individual, whether it be influence over government, as we see in many of the world's developed nations, specifically the United States is a wonderful example of this. Mm-hmm. You, you can't honestly take a step back and say, well, hey, well, these were these these wars weren't specifically about religious or, or, or religious motivations. There were other factors at play. Your fucking religion didn't help this shit. Right. I'm, I'm not blaming the religion. And and unfortunately, how it looks on the outside cannot speak or attest to how, what was going on inside of the head of the individuals. You don't know what people were thinking. On the outwardly, it may look like one thing, but inwardly, you don't know. No, you don't. You can't know. generalize like that. I I don't like these generalizations. I mean, this guy makes some fairly specific examples, which are ultimately meaningless because the context that that's offered is is minimal at best. Right. And I don't think even even if you were to offer a little bit more context, I don't think it would clarify the point anymore. I think if anything, it would water it down more than it already is. Mm-hmm. Underneath all of this is basically this guy saying we're not we're not responsible mm-hmm. yeah it's pushing the blame we're not arguing that you are responsible we're not assigning guilt we're not absolving you of guilt mm-hmm. we're not placing we're, anything we're just saying anywhere. don't fucking try to present yourselves as pillars of morality when your shit stinks just like everybody else's and your first response to anything is to put them down yeah something we can do is we can we leave this link on our Facebook page and people can read through it on their own and give us their opinions as well yeah I'd love to hear back what other people are thinking about this yeah absolutely Um, 
the theme of this article so far sort of reminded me of a of a quote that I heard a while back, and I, I can't remember who said it or exactly how it went, but the gist of it was that wherever you go, you'll find good people doing good things and bad people doing bad things. Mm -hmm. But to get a good person to do bad things, that takes religion. <laughs> yes, Father Flanagan, I will suck on that for you. <laughs> uh, do you want to read on the next paragraphs? Or? Indeed, in the last 100 years alone, upwards of 360 million people were killed by governments, and close to half of those people were killed by atheist governments. Yes, there is a profound and frightening connection between atheism and death. Atheist leaders like Stalin, Mao Zedong, <laughs> okay. Hideki Tojo, Pol Pot, and many others bear the blame for the overwhelming majority of deaths caused by war and mass murder in history. And while many atheists make the preposterous claim that Adolf Hitler was a Christian, his private diaries, first published in 1953 by Ferrer Strauss and Young, reveal clearly that the Ferrer was a rabid atheist. The heaviest blow that ever struck humanity, Hitler stated, was the coming of Christianity. Bolshevism is Christianity's illegitimate child. Both are inventions of the Jew. Our epoch will certainly see the end of the disease of Christianity. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with Hitler because Hitler just seems to be everybody's fucking go-to example. And inevitably, any conversation between a Christian and an atheist, Hitler's name just seems to come up for some stupid reason. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever Hitler said in his diary, I, I can't claim whether or not Hitler was a Christian. Right. Okay. I don't know. Neither do you. Only Hitler himself, I think, knew. What I do know is that Hitler's actions were endorsed by the Catholic Church, by the Vatican. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't separate yourself from from the Holocaust. Right. He was acting under the blessing of the Church. Mm -hmm. Nazi belt buckles. You ever seen one of those? Yes. What does it say on there? Gott mint min us or whatever the fuck I'm not, my German is obviously shittier than my English <laughs> but basically the the rough translation is God with us right. is that the belt buckle of a fucking atheist I don't think so no atheist leaders like Stalin Mao Zedong Pol Pot and others blah 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 you know what maybe they were atheists and maybe they were responsible for a lot of death I'm not going to argue that just to try to make atheism look better but did these guys kill because they were atheists or did they kill because they were assholes? Mm -hmm. Because there is no central doctrine to atheism, you can't point to atheism as a motivation for doing evil. Right. Each atheist has to decide for himself how he's going to conduct himself. Right. If you have an atheist who happens to be a murderer, you can't call him an atheist murderer as though the atheism somehow obligated him to do these things mm -hmm. because there is nothing about atheism that obligates anything right there are people that have put out books on their beliefs of atheism that does not make it a per se bible of atheism there is no construct that says all atheists are united under this banner short of a lack of a belief in god all other beliefs and, and fairways to anything else that exists is totally independent of the individual. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I, I can describe atheism from my perspective, right. I think is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You can describe it from yours. And our our atheism beliefs are totally different. Well, we've discussed this at length. We're coming yep. from different places. But, I mean, the, the atheism isn't the central thing about each of us that defines us. It isn't the ism that defines us. No. Right. The, the same cannot be said of many Christians. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> this is just so dumb. I, I don't even know how much uh, how much weight to put behind it. So he goes on to say, the facts are incontrovertible. Between the years 1900 and 2017, approximately 150 million people were killed by atheistic political regimes. 150 million exclamation point. To that, I would reply, citation needed. You can't just throw fucking numbers and statistics out there without any sort of references. I can't pigeonhole atheistic political regimes? Like, how many are there? And which ones are you talking about? Give us issues that we can actually discuss. Give us specifics and give us specific references. Thank you. Validate your fucking claims. Right. Because what I'm hearing here is just a bunch of nonsense being thrown out there. An opinion being passed off as fact and I disagree with your statement. You know you know what, honestly, from reading to where we are now, what I'm taking away from this is a 13-year-old boy pounding his feet, putting his arms together and puffing out his cheeks, claiming, I don't believe in atheists. Atheisms are ruining my life. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that, you know, the atheists beat the shit out of you in every fucking argument you have because your position is stupid, poorly thought out, and unsupported by fact, but... That's sort of what happens when you're dealing from a position of weakness. Mm-hmm. You get schooled on a fairly regular if basis. If you're uneducated about a situation, don't try to talk about it. You know what? Talk about what you know. Right. You, you don't need to demonize atheists. If you think Christianity is totes awesome, we'll sell it on its merits. Don't right. sell it on our backs. Mm-hmm. We're not the ones that are making your religion good, bad, or in between. And I'm sorry, but based on its own merits, I don't personally see the value in Christianity. If I did, I would still be a Christian. I'm no longer convinced because I approached the subject matter with an open mind, because I researched, because I learned, I studied. And really, I mean, I would put my knowledge of Christianity and Judeo-Christian theology up against most of you self-proclaimed biblical scholars and I would openly challenge anybody to a public debate in any forum at any time and I will own you. This isn't ego or arrogance speaking. This is confidence. Open challenge. Missionarypod at gmail.com I will answer the challenge. I will show up to the fight. Balls in your court. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we might have a Facebook Live broadcast. <laughs> I'll do this in person. I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. I don't even need any preparation time. Oh, I know. Anyways, now that I've <laughs> thrown down the gauntlet, <laughs> um, this guy c- continues to like have a verbal bowel movement that says, and it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Atheists don't believe in God. So they don't believe in any transcendent, objective moral law. 
nor do they believe that human beings are made in the image of God, and so they don't believe humans possess infinite value and dignity. When you put these two beliefs together, you have a deadly recipe that makes killing problematic human beings quite easy and defensible. Okay, I've got a huge, huge problem with that, because being a man of God, he's supposed to be, who is he, or how would he, could he possibly know what our moral fiber is, our moral law stands? How, do, how can he possibly make a cognitive judgment? Well, if you, if you follow through the flavor of this entire piece, it's all unfounded claims mm -hmm. and baseless assumptions and right. insult. This is what he brings to the table. He yeah. peppers in a couple factlets, I'll call them. Okay, fair enough. This guy's dabbling in fact, but he's not really following any of it through. He's certainly employing no sound logic. I mean, I, I think in a future episode, we're going to go through the common logical fallacies. This guy's employed many of them already. This guy is one. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, you can't say atheists don't believe in God and then, you know, say, nor do they believe that human beings are made in the image of God. Well, no shit. If we don't believe in God, then why the fuck would we believe we're made in its image? Like, have you ever met an atheist like, oh, I don't believe in God, but I believe I'm made in God's image? Like, don't be fucking ridiculous. This, the, the first two-thirds of this paragraph are a fucking word salad and a fucking wilted brown one at that. Rinse your lettuce, dickhead. So when you put these beliefs together, you have a deadly recipe that makes killing problematic, quote, human beings quite easy and defensible. Um, I don't have a moral stance or a system of moral values that makes killing other humans easy or defensible. I think in order for me to take a human life, there would have to be quite a serious series of happenings in order for me to feel justified. I'm not going to just say, well, you know, should maybe try to avoid it a little bit, but ultimately, yeah, fuck it, like, life is meaningless. Like, fuck that. Social contract people, I don't kill other people because I don't want them to kill me, first and foremost. Second of all, I don't really have the stomach for killing a person just because. I wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, if I'm going to, like, play the imagination game and think, what would a person have to do in order for me to want to end their life? It would have to be really fucking goddamn extreme. Just because somebody doesn't believe in God, why why does somebody feel they have the right to say that somebody does not have an objective moral law? I think these why, are two separate things. And, and you know, because we don't believe in God, we don't believe humans possess infinite value and dignity? We don't think human beings are have value and dignity because we don't believe in God? Are you absolutely asinine? Like, did you take your brain out and put in a fucking loaf of bread and have a conversation with a cabbage about this kind of shit? Like, what the hell is going on here? This I, I, oh my god, this is like... Mm. Honestly, I think that humans are infinitely more valuable without a belief in God. Specifically the Christian God. Because as the story goes, you know, like if you live a good Christian life, you believe in Jesus, all this other horse shit then ultimately, you know, when you drop dead one day, you'll be able to spend eternity in heaven worshipping God. That, to me, just sounds like a horrible waste of the human experience, where all, our ultimate goal 
is to be subservient automatons spending eternity kissing the ass of our fucking sky daddy. Well, like like you made the example, okay, he's saying that atheists don't have any infinite value in themselves or people around them. I sure as fuck do. So, I, I have to bring in a, a post that you made last week about um, Christ and coming down and absolving us of our sins and not asking us if we want to be absolved, just telling us that he did this. And if we don't accept him, we have to go to hell. If we don't accept his gift, then we're going to hell. So how is that moral fiber any better than what he's claiming atheists have here? Well, I I think that's a fair question. Because, I mean, ultimately, the, the perfect moral code that this guy subscribes to is, among other things... Um, it centers around the idea that finite crimes are deserving of infinite punishment. Okay, Just enough. like finite deeds are deserving of infinite reward. I don't believe that that is fair. There is nothing I can imagine that a person could do that would justify torturing them for all of eternity. Right. Well, does it not also say in the Bible that there is no greater sin, that all sin is equal? So you're saying a little white lie and the savage rape of an infant are about on par in God's eyes. That's what they're saying. Hmm. All sin is equal and each will be dealt with. Well, that doesn't but, sound like a perfect moral code to me. That sounds fucking shitty. Absolutely it does. There, There's no scale of morality there. There is a yes, there is a no. So... Where's the morality in Christianity? If you want to poke holes in, in atheism and, and, and pretend you actually know what you're talking about, well, post something that makes sense that you can validate to make this thought real. Because there's nothing substantiating any of this. He is not giving us any information that says, you know what, this is where I'm getting my information from, therefore this is true. Here's a little pothole of information. Here's a little pothole of information. Here's a little pothole of information. So because I'm a Christian, you got to believe what I say. His credibility so far is not good in my eyes. There is none. There so, is no credibility. So, you know, his morality is shit, obviously. Well, we knew that the second he plays judgment on somebody else's belief. Um, the other thing is, like, questioning the value we place on human life. I think because we understand life to be fragile and finite, mm -hmm. we, as a byproduct of that, necessarily place higher value on it than a Christian possibly could. Right, because we Be don't have an afterlife. We can't go up to heaven and... and it's and the thing. This life is a rehearsal for eternity as far as they're concerned. Right. For us, this is the only shot we have at it. And they have an out. It doesn't matter how shitty they are, even on their deathbed. If they ask God for forgiveness, well, look, now I'm saved. Thank you. I just asked for forgiveness and I meant it. Therefore, I'm going to heaven. You know, and, So I can be as shitty as I want to as a person for the whole my whole my whole entirety of my life. Yeah, and then you can absolve yourself of any wrongdoings in the name of a higher power. So then where does your moral fiber come from? That's a great question. So one only has to look at the growing numbers of abortions, suicide, homicides, and cases of state sponsored euthanasia and infanticide to see the atheist death connection. As a thoroughly secular and functionally atheistic culture, we are fast becoming accustomed to quote, killing our problems rather than dealing with them in a compassionate, loving, and sacrificial way. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. If you want, first of all, if you want to cite growing numbers of abortion, suicide, etc., provide a citation for that claim. Mm -hmm. 
prove to me that people getting the abortions were not Christians. You know, um, is a reduction in religiosity necessarily um, related to a change in numbers of any of these things? Correlation does not necessarily equal causation. So yeah, I, I, I don't honestly see the connection. Are there other factors that could explain these growing numbers, assuming these growing numbers exist? Could it be that these numbers are growing proportionally with the population growth, with the in increase in population density? Mm -hmm. um, is it a per capita statistic? Is it just a case of we've become better at tracking the statistics? Mm -hmm. Have the numbers changed, or are we just monitoring them more, more accurately? Well, and now there's clinics to go to. How many code hangers did you find out in the field? You know, there, there's a lot so of different things going on things. here. So again, like you know, you're ultimately saying nothing. You're you're hurling insults and making up facts and statistics to suit your argument. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking to kill my problems. I do look to deal with things very often in a compassionate, loving, and sacrificial way. I wouldn't have been able to stay married to the same lovely woman for 10 years now if I hadn't managed to figure out how to do these things. Right. I'm a fairly abrasive person, but there are times where I have to put that aside because my love for my wife is more important than my need to win an argument. I love her. Mm -hmm. And ultimately that does justify me making sacrifices and approaching things in a in a self-sacrificial way where I'll put my own interests at a lower priority than the interests of my, my wife and my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm about as anti-religious as a person could be. Does that affect your stupid narrative? Yep. It should. But this Christian guy, I'm not fitting in with the description he's making. Mm -hmm. Don't like it? Well, sorry. You, you know, know you, you can check my references... I'll tell you something. When I was in a position where I was killing my problem, it had nothing to do with atheism or Christianity. I was hiding it under my drug addiction. That's when I was trying to kill problems. That's when I was misled. It has nothing to do with being an atheist. I'm not trying to kill my problems, and most atheists aren't. They talk it out. They work it out. They don't say, oh, I'm going to give it to God. He will solve it. There's no absolution. You have to work on it to fix it. No, that's a fantastic point. Um, well, let me let me put you put this question to you. All right. When you and I first met, mm -hmm. I was very Christian. Mm -hmm. I'm very not now. What do you see as being, you know, like if you want to offer some contrast, if you want to take Christian AC and compare him to atheist AC? Okay. Well, first of all, uh, the the most profound difference that I see is your moral fiber. In which way? Um, okay. So, you now, when you and I have an issue, okay, remember, when we first met, we did not like each other. Not at all. And, and neither of us could work through our issues. Whose problem was that? Who cares? It's, it's in the past. But the one thing that does stand out is... You are now more willing to seek resolution in conflict than absolution in conflict. Your morals have been brought to a head that make you now look at the core issue and resolve the problem and work on it with whoever you're having the problem with. Before, you would have, well, you know what, it's going to go away because we're going to pray about it and it will work itself out because God will, will give it to God. 
Now you have a code that you follow. You don't give everything to God. You work on it. You you make your pr- problems and issues known. You put them there and you work on them. Huge difference. That's that that's the bounding of your moral fiber now, whereas before it was dismissive. Okay, so if I'm understanding you correctly, because I mean, I I I don't like to make these bold claims about myself so much, <laughs> but it sounds to me like the Christianity was interfering with my moral fiber. It, if anything, it wasn't it, it was wasn't interf- making it better. It was interfering with your ability to deal with an issue and develop a strong moral fiber. So this picture this guy seems to be painting the contrast between the Christian and the atheist. I would say he's got this a little backwards. Based, based on what you're describing. 120%. You know, I've got I've got a few friends who like one of my best friends has been a friend for many years. Uh, we, we met when I was 13 years old, mm-hmm. attending a Christian school in South America right. where, you know, I was there, the child of, of, of missionaries. Um, he was there, his, his parents were, you know, advanced theologians. He's no longer a Christian. He was a little bit later to the atheist table than I was. But, I mean, I've seen changes that have gone on in his life, too. Again, very positive stuff. Every single person I know who used to be a Christian and is now an atheist, their lives seem to have been transformed for the better. Now, I I know that you could um, easily come up with examples of people whose lives were shitty and... um, they got better after they they found religion of some variety. Okay. I don't think it necessarily, you know, like I I don't know if you could point to the Christianity or the religion necessarily as being the transformative factor. I think that when people implement a an an overhaul of their life philosophy, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to basically. Um, reprogram yourself uh, reassess yeah. um, e- everything you've held to be true up until that point I think like having that uh, that time of personal reckoning can be ba- beneficial regardless of which way you're going right? right I think it's something that maybe shouldn't just be reserved for these times where we're coming in or out of religion maybe it's something that at some point in our lives maybe on a regular basis we should sort of step back, take a personal inventory, see, like, what kind of man am I? What kind of person am I? Every morning in the mirror. Yep. You know, it's it's not a bad thing. I, I find I do that very often now. I never did before. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, it's really easy to say, like, this guy is full of shit and, like, attack him back for attacking atheists. To be fair, you know, I, I will say I, I have seen examples of Christianity having a positive effect on people, or at least the transaction of becoming a Christian having a positive effect. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't want to discount anything in, in fairness. Yeah. I, I'm I'm coming from a different background than you are. Mm-hmm. I've always been an atheist. Right. I've never had any proof or reason to believe in God. Okay. Um I have seen Christianity do both. I have seen Christianity ruin people. Mm-hmm. I have seen Christianity bring people up. Now, this is from my personal experiences. I'm not bashing anybody. I'm just telling people what I saw. And I've seen people who were who were atheists become Christian, and it totally ruined who they were because before they had a sense of self. 
And before they were religious, they were atheists, they had a belief system in themselves that propelled them to want to be a good person because they wanted to better themselves, because they had a will, because they had an influence in self mm -hmm. that allowed them to build on a structure that was purely them. Then they go to Christianity. Well, now, you know what? I don't have to take responsibility for anything else because I can now give it to God. It's a cop-out. Here it is. It's, it's, it's so going they basically, to God. They, they've installed a, a reset button. Right. Now, I've seen it do good for people, and as, as shitty as this may sound, I'm just being honest from what I've seen, I've seen people work well under Christianity when they have low willpower. Because they don't have a strong enough will in their own to say, you know what, I can't do that. So it's like you know, a crutch. I'm sorry, I don't want to sleep around because I'm a good person and I, I choose not to do that. No, no. They become religious, and now all of a sudden they're no longer sleazy, they're no longer slutty. And there is a, a couple people I'm thinking of that, that have done this because they didn't have the strong moral fiber to say, you know what, like, I come from a really shitty background, and I'm strong enough to say no to you. Okay. So they've adopted Christianity, and that gave them the power to say no, because God, the stronger being, instills their belief system in them. Therefore, you can't do that, because that would be tainting what is now God's that you've given him. So you can't do that. That gives them the power to say no. You know, now now that you describe things in that way, it, it sort of gets me to thinking that there there is an X factor involved here that I think is, again, separate from the faith slash atheism. Okay. Potentially, anyways. I mean, I, I think that I think when when you come out of a strict religious background and you move into a non-religious background, it affords a, an individual an opportunity to to look at things in a more open-minded way because morality isn't laid out in such a rigid way. The, the rules aren't laid out in black and white. There's a lot of figuring and contemplating that needs to happen. Right. The uh, the train of logic, I think more often than not improves because you're not attempting to embrace things that are illogical. Right. And and now you're driving the train. Sure. Not this superhero. Yeah. So, I mean, people going into the religion, you know, I, I don't think it's the transformative power of God. I think it's just the case of, like you say, these people are are using the experience. They they need to have some sort of accountability, maybe, whether it's imaginary or otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's irrelevant if there's a God behind the belief. It only matters, you know, that there's a tool, a crutch, a focal point that these people can use in order to strengthen their resolve to implement certain changes. Right. And, and you know what, if, if that's what you have to do to be strong, I could, I can, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, for or against people wanting to believe or not wanting to believe, but if that's what you need to do to get strength to do what you feel you need to do from it, then by all means do it. I'm not going to hold it against you if you choose to believe in God and you think it gives you some control over life that you didn't have before. If you need a crutch, a, a, a codependent situation, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Everybody needs counsel once in a while. Sure. Use it for what it is. Don't use it to make yourself better than everybody else. Use it to bring yourself to a position where you can be strong enough to gain clarity for yourself. No, and the, when you're, you're talking about like people needing counsel sometimes, I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the, the counsel can, can come from the pulpit or from a conversation with you know, somebody else who you attend church with. Right. 
it could be a case of you know you you take these times of prayer or whatever and the answer just comes to you somehow mm-hmm. um, being somebody who's gone through counseling what I've learned is that yes there there are times where a counselor will give you advice and tell you how to proceed but more often than not it seems as though they'll ask you leading questions and help you to realize that you had the answer inside your head the whole time right i think that entering into a prayerful state just because of the mindset you put yourself in could just as easily release the answer that was there the whole time and maybe you attribute that to your higher power but ultimately it's all coming out of of your own head so I don't know. I don't want to wander too far off the the topic of this article, but basically it's like, I get that there is some potential value in religion, Mm -hmm. but any of the potential good that you can take out of your religion is not um, limited to that religious experience. Right. It's limited to the human experience, maybe, but we can all have these experiences whether or not we believe in your God. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, the modern breed of atheist is arrogant, ignorant, and dangerous. Too many books written in response to these pseudo-intellectual hate-mongers have been altogether too nice. Too many Christian authors have tried to be kind and amiable in an effort to demonstrate that believers don't have to sink into the mud in order to defend the faith. That tactic is very charitable, but unfortunately it just doesn't work with bullies. Um... You know what? Really, I I hear blah, 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 blah. I'm hurling an insult. So I'm just going to sidestep that whole paragraph. I think there was part of that he blurbed on earlier in the article anyway, so we'd be repeating ourselves. Well, um, I I did want to say, you know, to say a modern breed of atheist, that's assuming it's all coming from one pot again, that there, there is an outlaying philosophy or something that guides atheism you got to stop looking at it from your egotistical, self-centered point of view. Open your mind. Okay, even if you're not open-minded enough to get rid of God, open your mind enough to educate yourself. How many times are you going to repeat the statement, a breed of atheist, a type of atheist? It's, there, is no, there is no stereotype of atheism. Well, there, there, there is a, uh, a movement within the atheist community that's been labeled as the new atheists. Um, really, the difference between the so-called new atheists and, you know, what we would traditionally regard to be the way the atheists have conducted themselves in the past mm-hmm. is that in the past, the religious groups have had all of the volume. They've had the soapbox. They've had control of the conversation. They've been saying their piece, and the atheists though frustrated and though they disagree with what was being said, said nothing in return because they knew that they were in a very weak position as far as the numbers go. They were standing up against a dominant majority that was hostile and terrible and loud. And it was a conversation that maybe there there was no real incentive to enter into because we were just going to get shouted down. Hmm. The new breed of atheists, instead of standing and just taking it, we open our mouth and say, no, we disagree. Now, I'm sorry if you find that offensive. You know, but if you're going to throw things at us, we're going to start throwing things back. That's just fair. So, with you saying that, all this is, is, like I, I, I instanced 
earlier, this is a 13-year-old boy having a fit because they no longer have the pulpit? That's essentially it. This entire article is a fucking temper tantrum. Yeah. We no longer have all the power because other people are speaking against us, so we're going to whine and cry until, and hopefully, it makes a difference. You know, it is a weak position that oh, very much. cannot handle criticism. I welcome anybody to criticize or challenge anything I say. Mm-hmm. I will defend my words in any forum, right. at any time, against any number of people. Mm-hmm. I don't care how outnumbered I am. If I firmly believe in what I'm saying, I will defend it. Right. That being said, if you can demonstrate to me that I have it wrong, I will change my mind. Mm-hmm. And I know because I've seen you do that. Absolutely. I'm not so proud that I can't learn something. And I don't know that the same could be said for the author of this article. He finishes off this article saying um, that's exactly what modern day atheists are bullies. Bullies who are doing their best to intimidate the rest of us into silence. You know what? I don't want to intimidate anybody into silence. I want to open the dialogue. Yeah, because we I, don't want to do what Christians did for thousands of years because they intimidated people into silence. You know, it's one of those misconceptions that a lot of people seem to have about atheists in general and at the very least about this particular atheist is that I just want to shout Christians down and make them look stupid and get them to ultimately shut up. Mm-hmm. That is not at all the case. That is so far from the case. It's ridiculous. I love talking to people about what they believe and why. <laughs> it's fascinating subject matter for me. Right. Having come out of a um, a, a, a faith uh, lifestyle, a faith upbringing, I realized that, that my individual story doesn't necessarily parallel anybody else's religious story. People come to believe for a variety of reasons. They come to believe a variety of things. And no two people share the exact same story. And it would be unfair of me to expect to say my piece without hearing what they also have to say. Right. And very often, um, in, in my exchanges with those of various faiths, I do learn things. Right. If, 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 even if they can't convince me that their particular God is real or their particular gods are real, mm-hmm. they can convince me that certain of their positions are valid and worth considering. Mm-hmm. Often the um, approach to different situations that they take Right. That may be, they, they may employ tactics that are worth adopting myself. And they may have, have a stronger moral value on certain issues. That is correct. That's just that doesn't thing. mean we have to believe it because there's a God. We can believe it just because it's better. I'm makes open us better to, people. I think both of us have learned to be open to adjust our trajectory at certain times. And I don't, have to I, I don't care where the input comes from. If it's good input, it should be considered. No, no position should be dismissed solely on the basis of the fact that a god is involved or not involved. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to go as far as this, and 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 I'm going to do this on your behalf. <laughs> okay. Okay. So though we started off heated because all we read was like this is nothing but insults, so mm-hmm. there was a little bit of heat at the beginning. I'm going to say this: 
Anthony Stefano. if you by some chance hear this podcast, or somebody that happens to know Anthony Stefano from Fox News, inform him that this podcast is there and get him to listen. I'll email him a link. Absolutely, 120%. Somebody get in contact with this guy, and, you know, let's let's put it out there. Let's bring forth the, the banter. Let's have the conversation. The objective, fact, factual situations brought to the forehead and actually discussed. Not, you know, fuck you, fuck you, and not him, fuck me, fuck me, because I'm Christian. Real, honest, 120% dialogue and find out the facts, not this hurling of insults that needs to be put because I'm a weak person, because my beliefs are weak and I have to put somebody else down to make mine stronger. Come to the table with fact, not fiction, and bring up anything you want to about this this escapade you call a article. Bring your facts, not insults bring facts and 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 frick we're more than open to discussion let's actually hammer this shit out and you can get some real information we can get some real information and let's come to a consensus well let, let's see what this guy's made of because i mean basically he's a he's accused us of being bullies trying to intimidate the the rest of people into silence mm-hmm. he says well we can't allow that to happen as I say in my book, Inside the Atheist Mind, Unmasking the Religion of Those Who Say There Is No God, there is only one way to deal with bullies, even in this politically correct world, and that is to stand up to them and fight them, to fight them in a bold, aggressive, and fearless way, and to fight them now. Hmm. You know what? And this is no the wars in re- by, in, instigated by religion. <laughs> this is the first part of his article where I start to partially agree with him. Because what he's suggesting is to put aside political correctness and have a fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what? Absolutely. Let's put the political correctness aside. I think we've done that so far in our um, reading of your article. Mm-hmm. If you think the only way to deal with bullies is to stand up and to fight them in a bold, aggressive, and fearless way, and to do so without hesitation... Within reason, I I agree with you. The only problem I have with where you're finishing this article off is that you are trying to paint yourselves as the dominant majority, statistically. Mm -hmm. You're trying to paint that dominant majority as the underdog and as our tiny tiny minority of the population in the United States as being the aggressors. Mm-hmm. Right. That is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You hold all of the cards. All we've said is, that's not fair. We will challenge you. If you're going to make a statement, back it up. That's right. And that's not limited to the statements you've made in this article, citing, um, I'm guessing, invented statistics by making claims about the motivations of Stalin, Hitler, Pol Pot, and, 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 and company, those aren't the only claims you need to back up. You say there's a God, back it up. You say the Bible is true, back it up. Yep. Everything you say, back it up. If you can't back it up with hard evidence, at least back it up with hard logic. You fail 
all across the board on every count you have failed you have done nothing you've accomplished nothing other than to hurl insult to devalue your own position and to ultimately make yourself look like an asshole thank you for listening this is and always will be a politically incorrect version of the missionary position podcast Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, their employees, or its entertainers are in no way comparable for anyone being butthurt, slighted, or in any way offended. If you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. Send your opinions, hate mail, boob pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod and like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod. 